as I sit here warming myself by my wood stove, I'm wondering, why don't more people heat this way? Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of November the 1st, 2012. We are enjoying one of those cold fall, uh, by Alabama standards, cold fall mornings. (laughs) It's uh, all relative, isn't it? Uh, meaning in, in our neck of the woods, cold is upper 30s. That's about what our temperature is. And we are enjoying our wood stove this morning as we have the last, what, three or four mornings? Yeah, yeah, it's been really nice. And um, one, and a couple of evenings we've had fires, too. I think That's you, true. You got it too warm two nights ago. <laughs> yeah, I got a little out of control, uh, not last night, but the night before that, and we had to open some windows just to let it cool down a little bit. But, you know, every season I sort of have to relearn my lesson yeah, to keep the fires right. under control. Yeah. And I guess the reason we decided to visit on this subject um, at this time is we're reacting to a delightful visit we had with Ken Craig earlier this week. Ken is the owner and uh, chief repair person for Professional Chimney Services in Columbus, Georgia. He's the one who sold us both the wood stove we have here in the barn as well as the wood stove we have up in the lodge. And our fireplace that we have in the outdoor And with the outdoor fireplace we have in the lodge. That's right. And uh, he was here to do a little nipping and tucking on this and that. Um, we finished that fairly quickly, and then we just visited over a cup of coffee and a cup of tea for me and uh, just learned a little more about his business and so forth. And I guess the takeaway for me is his statement that across the United States and in the South in particular, heating uh, wood stove sales are not increasing. They're actually uh, declining a little bit. Which surprised me because I thought the word was getting out that wood stoves, especially one like this, the one we own, the Regency, um, is an exceptionally efficient way to heat. Exactly. Uh, What Ken tells us is that a great many people who have wood stoves are converting them to run on gas. They burn natural gas or propane in them instead of wood. And I believe that may be a function of the very low price for natural gas that's in effect right now. A very low price we expect is uh, not long for this world. So, and, and when you say converting wood stoves, does that also include fireplaces to yes. wood? To, yeah, because yeah. I, I know a lot of people who have a fire, what appears to be a fireplace sitting in their den or their living room. And it actually is heated by gas logs. Yes. So. And they talk about how easy it is and how clean it is and how simple it is and how convenient. Um, and so we thought we would spend some time sort of dealing with the objections we tend to hear when we talk about using our wood stove. Right. Yeah, one that um, some people have said they thought it would be expensive to have a wood stove and to, have to, and to be using a wood stove. Um, that's true to a certain extent. Um, our wood stove, the installed cost is about half as much as a heat pump. And 
you don't get any cooling out of it. All it does is heat. <laughs> so which in the south means it's not used that much of the year, really. Yeah, probably three, three and a half months of the year is the period we use our wood stove. Yeah. So I can see why people would think that's um, kind of expensive. But once it's installed, I mean, we don't really, since we already have land with trees on it, and we're not even having to cut down a healthy tree, something we'll talk about a little bit later. It's, you know, wood that is residual in some way to us. Um, we don't pay anything else for it. It's done now. Yeah, and I guess we ought to confess that we do have a little bit of cost. We pay for gasoline for the chainsaw well, and the splitter, true. and we pay yeah. for diesel fuel for the tractor. Uh, but that's um, pretty minor. Yeah, in comparison to the, what it would cost us to heat some other way. Or what it would cost us if we had to buy firewood. You and I were just talking yesterday about going to places like Trader Joe's where you see bundles of firewood, and I've forgotten how much they charged, but it was pretty expensive when yeah, you think of, I'm going to burn this. It comes down to about a dollar a stick often. Yeah, and so. then you're going to burn it, and it's gone, and you got to yeah. go get some more. And or, as Ken or, put it, he yeah. said, you buy three or four of those bundles, and you've bought a full load of firewood by, you know, if yeah. you buy, buy the truckload. So it really doesn't make any sense at all to us to buy firewood that way, except for the fact that it is convenient. And you do know you're getting seasoned wood. That right, way. because we used to buy, when we lived in Birmingham and had a fireplace, we did buy wood by the truckload. That was before we had the farm, before we had our own wood. And um, I forgot what we paid for it, but it was certainly cheaper to buy it that to. way than it is by the bundle it the is. supermarket. Uh, the, the big issue when you buy wood by the truckload is whether it is seasoned. Yeah. Typically, they'll tell you it is, but it's really not. And you, you get it home and you try to build a fire with it and it doesn't catch up and you feel, well, gee whiz, this heating with wood is for the birds. Well, heating with unseasoned wood is for the birds, but heating with seasoned woods is seasoned firewood is very simple. And it seems to me we got kind of smart later in the game and started buying wood ahead a year ahead of time. We did. A season yeah, ahead. We learned our lesson fairly early on when we were having to buy firewood and we would buy it like you say a season ahead. And, and I think that's it's good to say that because if if people are listening who are interested in using a wood stove and they don't have access to their own wood supply maybe that would make sense to them is buy it by the truckload get as good a price as you can store it for you know get it a year ahead of time let it season. And it before we move on from the expense argument, yes, a, a new technology, very efficient wood stove of the kind we have here in the barn and up in the lodge is more expensive. But in the long run, it's probably less expensive because you're just not going to burn nearly as much wood. That's right. You won't have to go out and come out of pocket and buy as much wood as you would if you had one that's inefficient. And while we're talking about it, let's go ahead and get in a plug for living in a tiny space. There's just no substitute for a tiny living space. Mm -hmm. That's true because it, it's cozy when you get the fire going. Yeah. All right. Well, another objection that we've heard uh, to using a wood stove is that it's messy. That, you know, you get things dirty and you track in when you're bringing the firewood in. What do you do so, with all those ashes? Yeah. But it really isn't for us. I mean, we make quick work of sweeping up with the broom right in front of the stove after we've built a fire. Um, doesn't take but a second. It's both our stoves are equipped with an ash drawer, so the ashes 
we never have to deal with the ashes other than oh once a week once every week and a half we have to empty the ash drawer outside but that's no big deal yeah so you know it's a very pleasant morning and evening rhythm for us to have just clean up as we go you know put the wood in whatever has fallen out or ash we get it up and and then we move on with our day or our night (laughs) yeah um it's so much trouble. That's another, yeah, that's another objection we've heard. It's too much trouble. Yeah, and, and that's probably the one we hear the most, other than the polluting part, which we're going to get yeah, to. Yeah. But it's so much trouble. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly how to say this, but if something is an enjoyable rhythm for you, it doesn't seem like trouble. It seems like life. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. us, heating with the wood stove is a delightful rhythm. It's just very pleasant. Yeah. So, um, you know, it takes a lot less effort to walk over and turn your heat pump on. But And we, we have one in the lodge, and it is easy. But the point is, it won't be an option much longer, we think, or at least forever. And I'll say this. For some reason, I don't feel that way about the heat pump in the lodge, but the partly because we have just super insulation in there. But like in an older home, even though we thought our house was really well insulated, the one we had in Birmingham, with the heat pump, it never felt cozy in there. It always just felt chill. Uh, the, the, there was a chill in the air. Even though you knew you weren't freezing, the heat pump was on. You you could look at the thermometer. It was fine, but and the thermostat. But... You didn't get that sense of cozy warmth that you get with a wood stove. Yeah, and we I was thinking we would deal with this later on, but since you've brought it up, let's go ahead and say there's nothing as comfortable as the warmth you get from a wood stove because there's no fan. I think that may be the reason that you, we always felt yes. a little chilly in the house, and I agree with you. We did. It, it always felt a little bit chilly unless you, you know, cranked it up to... 80 degrees or something but no i I don't like and i don't like fans blowing on me especially in the winter time i don't want a fan blowing on me so we're we're warm here in our apartment and there's never been any fan to move air around in here it's the nature of a wood stove which we've discussed elsewhere the nature of a wood stove that it naturally heats an entire space by convection and the air is moving, but it's mm-hmm. moving slowly enough that you're not aware of the yeah, air moving. You don't feel as if you're getting blown on or there's, you know, just a, a draft in the house or something like that. It doesn't have that feeling. Now, here's another objection I've heard, that it's it's either too hot or too cold. You know, it's hard to get that perfect temperature. Well, first of all, I disagree with that because I think the way I feel right now, I'm sitting next to the wood stove feels pretty perfect to me. <laughs> but uh, it's true that there is more variation in temperature than you if you had a heat pump that stayed on all the time. Because when you first walk in or you wake in a house that's been, you haven't had a fire going or you wake up in the morning, it's cold. But I sleep better at night if it's cold anyway. So that doesn't bother me. Yeah. And our normal temperature will be uh, high in the evening when we have the wood stove going and then it slowly gets cooler over the night and then in the morning we'll build another fire and it slowly warms up again and then 
by the middle of the morning, we're usually outside working, so we don't really keep up with the well, temperature. But even if you're in here, I was in here a good bit yesterday morning, and it because we have that passive solar in the wintertime where the sun comes shining in and whatever residual heat's left from the, from the uh, stove, it was warm all day. It I was. Mean, it, it was. Of course, it's not, you know, we're not talking about temperatures down below freezing all day long. That yeah. It naturally gets a little warmer in the day, but we did have a lot of wind yesterday. Mm-hmm. And even with the wind, we do have that uh, wonderful passive solar heating from the sun, yeah. and it so, sort of supplements, or maybe the wood stove supplements the heating from the sun. Yeah, who knows which way it works, but... You know, when you mentioned below freezing temperatures, we have had that in the past. And again, usually a good, we may keep the fire going a little longer than usual in the morning when it's a really cold day like that. But it's still the passive solar and that it it still stays cozy in here. It's not trouble. It's not troublesome. And again, not to sound like a broken record, but the the straw man against which we are comparing our wood stove, i.e. a heat pump with a thermostat, is not going to be a solution for that much longer. And we actually, we've talked about this too, we find this rhythm pleasant. There seems to be something natural about it. It's, it doesn't bother us at all. All right. Well, let's deal with the pollution because uh, other than the um, it's too much trouble, that's probably the one we hear the most about when we start talking about wood stove. And the news is good. So it's, we yeah. always like talking about this issue with wood stoves. Yeah, for once, technology has actually been our friend, right? Because exactly. of the way wood stoves have been improved. You know, in the past, I think it was safe to say that wood stoves were more prone to create um, problems with, the, with air quality, both outside the dwelling and especially inside the dwelling. Uh, nowadays... The new technology stoves of the kind we have, the Regency F1100, they just that's just not an issue. Um, we will if if you go outside and watch our chimney while we're building a fire, there will be a little visible smoke when the fire is first getting started, and once the wood is burning well, there's no visible smoke at all. Maybe you'll see a little heat rise mm. from the chimney, but you won't see any smoke, and that's because the the stove is burning the wood so completely in an oxygen-rich environment. Mm-hmm. We don't ever use the damper. Um, and yeah. that's what the damper does is deprive the fire of oxygen. And it, you're more vulnerable to things like creosote buildup and soot buildup and so forth if you use the damper. And we just decided, we don't really need it. Let's not use it. Yeah, so. yeah. And tell about the story about Libby, Montana. It wasn't that interesting. Uh, Ken shared this with us. A small town in Montana, Libby, Montana, had a particular problem with air pollution because the town sits in a natural bowl formed by mountains all around it. And it had become, largely as a result of uh, automobile exhaust, but also as a result of wood-burning stoves, it had become one of the most, if not the most, polluted towns in America. And with the help of the wood stove manufacturers and the EPA and a couple of other people, maybe the state of Montana, uh, they decided to do a change-out program. And the result was, after they had swapped out a lot of old technology stoves for the newer models that burn more efficiently, 
they measured a 27% improvement in the air quality outside, that is the, the air quality of Libby itself, and a 72% increase on average in the home itself. In the quality of the air. In the quality of the air. Um, oh, okay. That'll take your breath away. Yeah. Um, and I guess what we have to make clear to people who are talking about wood-burning stoves is if you're heating with electricity, how do you think your electricity gets created? If you're here in Alabama, it's probably coal. And which causes a whole lot more pollution. Which causes than, a great deal of pollution. We're yeah. putting mercury in the air. We're putting radioactivity in the air. And we're putting a whole lot of particulate and soot in the air mm-hmm. um, as a result of coal burned to create electricity. And one thing people don't really understand about burning w- wood in a stove, it's carbon neutral. When we almost... Almost. Um, When we burn wood, we are oxidizing that wood rapidly. And it it releases a great deal of carbon into the atmosphere. But if that wood simply fell in the forest... It would still be releasing carbon. It would would still oxidize. It would still release carbon, albeit more slowly. But it would Mm -hmm. still do all those things. It would still release all that carbon. And all we're doing is speeding up the oxidation of the wood and using it to to create heat in the process. I say almost carbon neutral because we do have to use gasoline for the splitter. We have to use gasoline for the chainsaw. We have to use diesel fuel for the tractor. And those are not carbon neutral. You know, those are petroleum, and we're uh, burning those to create, uh, to, to get the wood ready so that it can be burned. But the process of burning itself is carbon neutral. And... If we did not have access to fossil fuel, we'd probably, much more slowly, of course, more <laughs> with a lot more aches and pains to our bodies, we'd be doing all this with axes and uh, by hand. We'd, we'd yeah. be figuring out a way to put wood in the stove. It just and would... by then, we're hoping that we would be doing it with axes and children and grandchildren. Yes, we'll have grandchildren <laughs> wielding axes. So. But, um, and while we're kind of on an environmental topic here, we might also want to mention... Uh, depletion of trees. Uh, that that certainly is a concern. We are uniquely situated in that we, you mentioned trees falling and giving off uh, carbon, etc. We have not had to go down, and, and we don't anticipate having to go cut down a healthy, vibrant tree that, unless it's something that had to be moved out of the way so we could build an orchard or a barn or whatever. In other words, it's a tree that was excavated for some other reason, but we have so much deadfall around us, somewhat due to the loggers who came through here before we even bought the property. But just the nature of a forest. And the nature of a forest, that we don't anticipate having to terminate any tree life that uh, we don't either need to for either um, construction or farm uh, forest management. I'm thinking like if we had... um, a sweet gum that's invasive and in the way of something. We cut that down. I don't feel the least bit guilty about cutting down a sweet gum. <laughs> but it, and it makes great firewood. Yeah, it makes great firewood. So, um, yeah, we, let's let's do mention with these new technology stoves, you can burn any kind of wood you want to burn: oak, hickory, sweet gum, dogwood, pine. Pine. That they was all a big, burn just fine, yeah. and they there's not a problem with too much smoke or too much creosote. 
if you burn any kind of wood in an oxygen-rich environment in these new technology stoves, it'll burn just fine. And that's a very real advantage. Yeah. Well, why don't we, before we completely run out of time, let's talk about our two big advantages again is that these are very warm. That, um, they feel warm. warm. Yeah, they make you feel completely cozy and warm in here, and it doesn't break down. So what recommendations uh, do we have for our listeners about wood stoves? The first recommendation we have is to err on the small side with the stove. Why do we say that? Because if you are using a, small, a stove that's smaller, when you use it, you'll be burning with the fire wide open. And that's the, the best way to use a stove. Minimize the use of that damper. You want to use the damper yeah. as little as possible, uh, hopefully not at all. And you want to have a nice hot fire that burns out. And the wood stove will continue to radiate heat for hours after the fire has consumed all the wood. So it, it, you don't have to worry about, oh, you know, I have to keep wood burning in it at all times. Nah. No, it won't. And another thing is I would recommend get a glass door for the front of it because it's so much more fun to see that fire in there. It sure is. We have a couple of friends who have stoves that don't have any glass. And yeah, the fire is productive, but it's just not as pleasant. It's great to be able to see the yeah, fire. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very um, enticing. And I thought I would really miss the crackling I heard when it's from a fireplace. In other words, if you had a fireplace as, as opposed to a wood stove, I'm thinking, oh, I'd miss hearing that. Well, you know, if you really have to hear it crackle, just open the door and hear it crackle. I mean, you still hear it. And, if you, yeah, and it's not as efficient hear a little bit that. from the yeah. fire, but yeah. um, we don't have a lot of smell. We don't get a lot of smell, of wood-burning smell here in the apartment because the stove is so efficient. Mm -hmm. All that's going out the chimney. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you've heard us extol the virtues of these new technology stoves, and it just does not make any sense to heat with wood unless you are talking about doing it in a new technology stove. Otherwise, you really do have some problems. And one thing we should probably mention, we did not get a stove. That you, a lot of people have asked us, can you heat water or put a pot on top of the stove? Yeah. Ours isn't like that. It is not designed for cooking. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, Ken told me we could heat, we could put a, keep a kettle on it if we wanted to as long as we use a trivet, a oh, cast iron trivet. Okay. I'm not a big believer in that. I think we're better off not trying to, yeah. to do that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a cook stove. It's not a cooktop, right. So um, The other thing we've already talked about a little bit is uh, make sure that you stay well ahead of what you need to burn in terms of your wood supply. When the wood we burn has been cut, split, and stacked for at least a year and has been under cover so that it stays dry since the beginning of the summer. It's like perfect wood, <laughs> and yeah. it makes it much easier to start a fire. It burns more cleanly. It burns more efficiently because it's bone dry. Well, those are good recommendations, and I hope that we've somehow helped people understand a little bit more about the use of wood stoves and why we like it, and hopefully it might be a solution for you if you're considering an alternative to electrical and uh, maybe other less efficient means of heating your home. And if you have a question about heating with wood, we hope you'll contact us here at Longleaf Breeze because we love to talk about it. We think it makes sense and we would love to have more company. And you have a video up about it. so Several videos, how to start a fire, right. uh, why a wood stove 
feels so good and so forth. Yeah, we, um, you can go to YouTube and ask for Longleaf Breeze Wood Stove and you'll get all that stuff. Well, we are way past our time. We appreciate your patience with us. We'll look forward to visiting with you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.